So you see, uh, for the murder episode, I have a very special guest, you know, this young, hip fashion designer from what you see. But actually, actually, he is the one of the top and most flamboyant murder defense attorneys in all of Maryland, even perhaps the East Coast. Introducing, hailing from Baltimore, Maryland, Derek the Beast Hamlet. That's what's up. Everybody, what's calm up. down, calm down. <laughs> what's up, my G? What's up, man? Yeah. So, this is like the the real thing you want to hear about what's really going on in the courts and the streets and all that stuff because we know the real deal, especially this guy now. Derek, why don't you introduce yourself and say something to the people. Let them hear your voice a little bit. What's up, family? I'm Derek G. Derek G. Hamlin. Um, they call me the Beast from Baltimore. Uh, my slogan is, I'm a beast. Ask about me. And that's really what it is. You know, I do everything from traffic to murders, police brutality lawsuits, whatever you need, I got you. Yeah, yeah, he's for the that's people. It. He's for the people. But you know what I like about you? Because, you know, we met... Uh, it's Central Booking in Baltimore City. Right. That's where you meet the your real friends. Baby, the treasure. <laughs> it really was. It was young, young. <laughs> yeah, man, I met you in Central Booking. That was like uh, 20 years ago almost. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, it was 2005. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2024 now. So what I like about you is, you know, you come out like a boxer. Like, let's have fun with this law shit. You know, it's like, why should we all be uptight? Or, you know, just buttoned down. No, right. wear a suit, wear it cool. You know, you're talking to folks like, like let's let's talk to folks like folks, not like robots. And and let's like promote ourselves like the beasts we are because you are a fucking beast. Even more so than all these people acting like they're a beast. You're out there getting people out of jail, bro. Yeah, for sure. And you call, sure. like you're the only one who really comes out. I mean, maybe there's a yo, couple more follow you. Like you said, yo, one of the things, though, I, I do is I try to have fun with it. I try right. to have, I, I had a case where I told my client, before murder trial, I was like, let's have fun. Let's have fun. And they were like, what the fuck? Right, this is my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> yo, I got to tell you this. This is crazy. So um, they wrote an article about me about how I do raps and poems and sing in court. Uh-huh. And I still went. I went. But... <laughs> This is a crazy story. So one of the big attorneys in Baltimore, 40 years experience. I'm in, this is my first murder trial. I'm in the murder trial with her and four other attorneys. It's five of us all together. Oh, dang. And at the, when we're doing closing Multiple co-defendants. Multiple co-defendants. Okay, so they can understand. Right, right. Right. So uh, at the end of the trial, everybody does their closing argument. And I start my closing argument off with a rap. Damn, and mind you, this is this is I got one of the OGs there, one of the best attorneys in Baltimore. Uh-huh. She leans over to 
my other homeboy who's one of the attorneys, and she's like, what the fuck is this fool doing? Right, <laughs> right. So then the verdict comes back, like, the next day after the jury deliberates. Right. And everybody gets found guilty except for my client. <laughs> and she leans back over to my homeboy, and she's like, I guess I need to learn how to rap. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, well, you know, like... <laughs> You're, you're unorthodox. You're willing to to kind of look outside the box because this box is is largely imaginary, isn't it? It is. You, you, we put ourselves. You, okay, let's expand. We put ourselves in these boxes in life and pretend these boxes are real, and it limits right. how we act, who we are, what fun we have, how creative we are. You feel me? Right. And and, and especially in law, because there are there are parameters, right? You wear a suit, you got to get there at a certain time. You got to sit down. We're taught that these are the rules, these are the parameters. Right. And I've but are they? But are they? I've always said, fuck the rules. <laughs> so even if they are the rules, <laughs> fuck the rules. <laughs> right, know? right, right. So that's why I'm a saying, that's why, man, it's so funny. Like um, like you said, you, you cannot stay in that box if you want to be successful. And I remember um, I had a police brutality case where I, I talked to one of the old school attorneys. I'll tell you, my man, James. I was like, James, I'm thinking about going into this courtroom and pulling down my pants, not even my drawers, just pulling down my pants the same way they made my client pull down his pants in jail and open up his butt cheeks, right? I was like, I'm thinking about doing that. I'm going to leave my drawers on, but I'm thinking about doing it. <laughs> right. And he was like, that's the craziest shit I ever heard, yo. But what you could do is talk about how crazy it is. Uh-huh. So I went in there and I told the jury, I was like, I originally, I, I had planned to come in here and pull down my pants and my underwear in front of y'all and spread my butt cheeks. And everybody was like, what? You know what I, I was like, But then I realized how, how offended you would be, right? And how horrible that would be. And the same way you're feeling right now, I want you to, Understand that's how my client felt. Right, right. As offended as you would be about me pulling up, opening my butt cheeks in front of you, you should be that offended, if not more, about my client having to open his butt cheeks in a room full of men for a crime he didn't commit. You know, and that's amazing. Amazing. But yeah, you gotta outside the box, man. Well, you know, because one, there's so many different ways to be effective. Right. Right. Some of these guys are lame, like they're rah, 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 and they're effective, and whatever works yeah, works. You're but right. some, some of them, are. bro, but, but guys like us, that's that's not us. Yeah, you gotta stick yep. to your guns. You gotta be yourself. You gotta be yourself. You gotta be in yourself. anything. In you anything do. you do, you stick with your own guns. Stick that's with your own it. Guns. So, um, before we got started, because you know, you you got here, we hadn't seen each other for like nine years. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we wanted to get it cracking, so we start talking, talking, talking. I said, no, 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 no. Let's save it for the podcast. So you were about to start on a story that I do want you to finish about meeting me in Central Booking or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hanging out with my boys, and we're just talking about old times. And I was like, man, I remember wanting some, like, people we grew up with. And I was like, I walk into um, Central Booking, and my man is in there, and he comes over, and he's like, yo. I'm representing this crazy gangster today. He's, he's, it was you, obviously. He's like, yo, I'm representing this gangster today. This dude, um, pistol whipped, uh, his, his ex-girlfriend's boyfriend and, uh, he shot him. 
and he put the gun to his head, to our head, and he was like, you know, uh, you ain't seen nothing. Right. And then he slaps him with the gun. He was like, what did you see? She's like, nothing. He's like, this boy, wow. And then you point him out to me. I was like, oh, that's my boy. You was like, yo, you from Baltimore for real. Yeah, man. Well, you remember, man. Yeah. Well, you re- what, what part of Baltimore did you grow up in? West Baltimore. West Side. So I, I grew up in West Baltimore until right. I was like, you know, uh, middle school. Uh-huh. And after I, uh, my first year of seventh grade, my mom was like, oh, I got to get you out of here. And we moved right. out to the county. Okay. So, okay. You know, and I say my first year because I definitely had to do seventh grade again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for good measure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um... Central Booking, when we were there, I heard it's very different. Even a couple years after, it was very different. Because when we were there, we would walk in. We would walk around unaccompanied. Upstairs. Anywhere in Central Booking, including the pods where the inmates are being housed. Right. And we would walk in. And if you recall, and I tell people this story, and their jaws drop. Let's talk about it. You walk up to Central Booking. You Mm -hmm. go up the elevator. Right. Right. You get out, and it's like two semicircles, right. and in the middle is sort of the the admin area where there's one CEO, one, one CEO. CEO that's just excited when you get out because it's somebody they can fuck around with him. Hey, hey, what's up, public defender? <laughs> you know, and then when you want to talk to your clients, they open it up. Zzz, you walk in, and it closes. Right, and then it's you, sixty inmates. And you're you're you could and, and you're no murder you murder you in seconds easily <laughs> and 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 it wasn't just us it was little tiny women who were public defenders would also all the time would also and um, now we were young yep. so like they I was give me all the food in there too that's how I got to taste the mystery meat the little oh, really? like a McDonald's hash brown but it actually tastes like chicken fish and beef. You're like, what is this? Bro, but the yeah. food is so bad there. Like, it's you so can't bad. find that food anywhere in the world. Like, Nowhere. you can go look for it. You'll never find food like that. But Trash. But so, you know, <laughs> I was I was so young. If you remember, I had my ponytail. I remember yeah. the ponytail. <laughs> I forgot about the ponytail. Yeah. yeah, so I had the ponytail. And I was just so happy to be there. I was, I was so excited by it all right, that right, I didn't right. mind it at all. I'm a single <laughs> young guy. Uh, I'm just having so much fun with it. And I heard that, did, was there an incident? Because I know that they do not allow them to do that anymore. Oh, yeah. So there what been happened? So, I don't know exactly what happened, but there's so many incidents. There's <laughs> so, so many incidents. Booking. So, like, one of my clients, he was like, listen, man, I will take anything they give me to get out. I don't care if it's 30 years suspended all, but time served. I was like, why? I was like, yo, you've been to jail. You've been to prison. You've right. been to all what over the place. This is central booking. He's like, the last time I was in Central Booking, on a scale of 1 to 10, it was probably like a 2 or 3. He said the penitentiary is probably like an 8, 8 and a half. Uh-huh. He said Central Booking right now is a fucking 11. God damn. He's like, everybody has uptowns, uh, meaning like real knives. Yeah. He's like, back in the days, you know, you had little shines. You might have somebody who made a little ice pick out of a, a the, the outside of a fan. Right, but he's right. Like now they got, got uptown. real, yeah. So he's like, okay. Hold on, uptowns. Wait, this is this is this is good education for the listeners. Right. That's a that's a large shank. It's a real knife. A knife versus a versus a homemade like a homemade shank. shank. Right? So uh, he was telling me this story. He's like, um, 
when he first gets there, gets to there, they're like, show us your tattoos, let us see your paperwork, who you what, you know? Yeah. And he's basically asking, are you in a gang? We want to know who you're affiliated with. Right. Because back then, um, they were basically killing you if you were in a certain gang, right? And he's like, I ain't with nobody. I ain't going to be with nobody. He's talking all crazy shit to right. him. They outside the cage, right? He's, he's talking crazy shit to him. I ain't with nobody. I ain't going to be with nobody. That's what it is. I'm not showing you my pace paperwork. You can see what I'm charged with. That's it. And they ask because they want to know if you have a skin charge or some type of sexual offense. Or right, right, right. Want to see your paperwork, right. So they could, you know, beat your ass, murder you, whatever they're going to do. Or, or extort you or whatever. Yeah. No, they're going to beat your ass. You gotta at least if beat you your got ass. a skin charge, you're getting fucked up. Skin right? charge. Right. And he, the crazy part is, you remember when we used to do bail reviews upstairs, how they had that little room? Part four? Part four. That's what it was. In the jail. In, in the, the jail. jail. Yeah. That was the crazy. Hold on. It was crazy. But wait, wait, wait. So okay. Wait. <laughs> you could have a skin charge and they hold you last. But it really didn't matter because the COs was going to tell them that you got a rape charge and they were going to beat your ass anyway. Correct. <laughs> but the COs, it's all the COs. Like, every drug is brought in by the COs. Every. Do you remember? No, sometimes it was um the. It um, wasn't the public defenders. No, it wasn't. I'm talking <laughs> it, about like, it was never the lawyers. I, I represented somebody who worked in dietary that was bringing. Okay, in. I got and you. The whole thing though, it it got to be tobacco. Tobacco was more valuable than everything. That's the currency. Yeah, That's yeah. The currency so, is tobacco. So and tobacco, coffee, coffee. Like at this point, if you get a hand roast of tobacco cigarette, I think it's like five dollars. It used to be one dollar. Now it's like five dollars. Oh yeah. If you can get a weed, a, jo a joint of weed. You paying twenty to fifty dollars. Right, right. Crazy. So you got people in there paying their mortgages and paying their bills off selling tobacco in jail. People making money. Money, money. And I'm like, how you making right here, Central Booking, right off eighty three. Yeah, how you making money in jail? So if you're locked up and I got some weed, right? I'm like, yo, I'm gonna need fifty dollars, right? For probably five dollars worth of weed for right, real. Right. And what you do is you call your girl, she gets you a green dot number. Mm -hmm. You give it to me, or she sends it to my girl, and right. once the money transfers, I give you the tobacco or the weed. Right. These dudes are, they getting paid. You know? Well, do you remember that was... The oh, wait, wait, I didn't get to finish telling you how crazy it was. So he's like, get oh, me okay, okay. out of here. He oh, yeah, me, yeah. The one dude, okay. So right, right. about how the dude, he's talking real crazy to these two gang members. Whole time, he didn't know the guy behind him was also in a gang. He's a sergeant of arms. And under his bed, he has just hella knives. Uptowns. Yes. And he said he put, he had a folding knife, yo. He said it was this big, folded. He said when he unfolded, it looked like a fucking machete. I was like, yo. Dang. I'm not going to jail for nothing ever. No. <laughs> He's like God crazy. Damn, boy. <laughs> well, that reminds me of, well, one, you had your, uh, your cartoon series. Oh, yeah. Tales from the Bookings. Tales from the Bookings. I enjoyed that so much, but you've got to really know, you got to know the bookings to really, to appreciate it to the max. you got to know, yeah. And yeah. so that's why I appreciate People who have been there or worked there, they're like, oh my God, yo, this is so real. My, the one dude was like, are you talking about such and such? I was like, yeah, that is it. That, that's, that was his there name. There was this one about the like, phone. About, so, but do you remember there was an inmate there and he was a gang, I believe he was a gang leader. That he got, he impregnated three COs at the same mm -hmm. time. Mm. And like they found out, they knew who it was because like I think two of them had name his name tattooed. I remember, you remember this? Yeah, I do. That I was definitely crazy. remember that. I think it was four girls he was in a relationship with. Right. It might have been more than that. It might have been more than two that were pregnant. Could you imagine how smooth this motherfucker must have been? 
How smooth? Yo, dog. Think about it. So, smooth. Like, let me tell think you. Think about it. All right, so when people come and when people, like, volunteer at the jail, they send you through a training. I don't know if they do it here, but some of the other jails, they'll teach you that these inmates – They'll set it up so that like they can basically get you. So like one is <laughs> right. where you from? Um, where'd you go to school? What's your major? Um, you know, what's your favorite color? And then the the head guy or whoever the guy was, you know, getting information, right. they give it all to him. And he's like, Oh, I'm from there, I'm from here. Where are you from? Oh, you from there too? Uh-huh. Uh yeah, my mom does this. Oh, you do that too? So they figure they all they they have all, all, day, to all day to plot on you. All day. All day. Plot on you and that that's they get wow, man. At it. And the crazy part is like so a lot of people are like, why would somebody why would a, a correctional officer ever jeopardize her job and fuck with an inmate, right? Right. And you think about it, like, imagine these dudes sitting there all day. You know, they're not paying them a million dollars, right? They're right. not making a whole lot of money. No, right, right. And look, just any one of us in here right now, any one of us, you sitting in there minding your business, you working, and Beyonce, chick who looks just like Beyonce, because there's some Beyonce's in there, is going to come over to you and start talking crazy, nasty shit to you. You know, just come Wait, on. Wait, Beyonce, like a male version of Beyonce? You no, mean? I'm talking about any one of us. If a female who looked like Beyonce came up to us and was just like, yo, just let me suck your dick in the back. An inmate or a uh, CEO? An uh, inmate. If you wear the CEOs and she's an inmate and she looks like Beyonce and she comes over and wants to suck our dick, it's going to be hard to say no, especially if I'm if I'm working there 30 years, I'm out of shape, I'm, I don't have a whole lot going on, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. This hot young girl, like, let's go. And then the next day, I got Mariah Curry or Nicki Minaj. Or, so what I'm saying is you get but these access to some of the most beautiful women you could imagine. And that's how it is for these women. They get them. These dudes with muscles and tattoos. Okay, right. The male cool. inmates are, are very good looking. A lot yeah, of them. They're, they're, they're able bodied men. Yeah, they're fit. <laughs> they're they they six foot in, four. They, yeah, they they got their cornrows. Chiseled. Chisel. And listen. They got game and they shit. Get all their attention. Right. All day long. You're yeah. so beautiful. Even if you're not. You know what I right. mean? Right. You don't have to worry about where they at. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to worry about who they're messing with because if it's not you, it's the CEO on the next shift. You know what I mean? And you get your pick of the letter. Right. You know what I mean? Like you get, you All get you like a stallion of a man. Picking. Right. You get a stallion of a man that you would never have a chance with. Never have a chance with. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Right. 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 You get, you get the stallion. You get the male version of Beyonce, looks wise. Right. Fitness, that is interesting. Full attention every single day. You can't right. wait to get to work. But there's also rape. Wait, and all you got to do is bomb some KFC, bring them, you know, a couple cigarettes, and they're happy as they ever been. You're happy as you've And a little been. bit of heroin. And so, um... And look, they don't even have to do that. They'd be like, no, nah, you my girl, girl. I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm, I just need the weed and the tobacco. Right. And they're going to make just as much on that. Right. And it's a little bit safer. And and and, and, and they want, I mean, less. I'm sure they, they want the sex, too. I mean, you know. I mean, oh, hell yeah. yeah they want oh, the yeah. sex. So, you know, here's an interesting, too. When I first got, I started Central Booking the date, January 5th, 2005. Wow, my very okay. first day. And I walked in with Matt Wrist. Matt, that's my boy. That's my boy, man. Shout out to Matt Wrist. Yes, man. I, I'm going to send this to him. Yeah. Man, he walked in with me. He was right in front of, remember the doghouse? 
where Scores is now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The doghouse yeah. is like old, yeah. greasy, little grease pit. <laughs> got a hot dog and stuff. He walked in. I remember right. to pay the parking was like these holes. You stick money in. Oh, like, and the slots. The slots. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked in. He's like, come on, come with me. He, he was he was awesome. So That's my guy. I got there. You know, I was always very interested. I'm, I'm very interested in subcultures and stuff. And that right. was when the gang shit was really starting to take off in Baltimore. Yeah, it got you crazy, know it, it it was like it, I, it basically started like oh three oh four oh five because before that it was it was kind of just neighborhoods as opposed to Crips yep. and Bloods and all this other shit. Yep. But when I was there, when I in oh five, it was ganged the fuck out already. When you go to the juvenile court, man, when I would ever go to juvenile court, you see literally this oh five, they're stacking with their gang signs and all yep. that out front in the. I was like, it looked like damn South Central LA. Yo. I, it I was ganged a, out. It's still ganged out, right? Yo, I had a juvenile, and he could fight. He could whoop ass. He uh-huh. had some serious hands. Yeah. He gets over there, and um, kid takes his chocolate milk, right? Uh-huh. Somebody take your milk. You either they gonna keep taking your food, or you gonna fight? Right. So he whoops the kid's ass, and he's like, "Who else wants some?" Mm. Dude stands up, like, "I want some." Another dude stands up. I want some. Yeah. Three more dudes stand up. Right. I want some. All of them are young all bloods. All of them were bloods. So the crazy part, it don't matter if you can fight, you know. And, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He had to let them know that they weren't going to take Right, it. right. He wasn't acting, he like, out of pocket. He was talking shit. But, you know, and every day after that, they beat him up. Yeah. Every single every day. day. Yeah. He's like, you got to get me the fuck out of here. Because he's like, they'd be like, what y'all want to do today? Let's go beat up. We're going to do that after lunch. Uh, yeah. We can do it before and after lunch. It was crazy. You like, don't want to play soccer in the yard? No, no, no. Um, Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. so now. Even the juveniles got wild with the gang. That was just, I had one guy, I remember, his his his, nick, his nickname, according to the charging documents, was, I forget his name. Just say his name was John Smith. John, his nickname was Kill. Yeah. Kill. I seen murder, little murder. Right, that was his nickname, and he was charged with. That was the year that there was like four or five Molotov cocktail attacks. Do you remember this in Baltimore? Oh, oh, five. They were throwing oh, Molotov Damn, cocktails. It yeah, it was like a thing, you know. And they were like, like the police were like, "Hold on a second, guys. Molotov cocktails, That's like, crazy, yeah. like this is too much." But, um, so okay, Derek, how many, how many, man, how many murder cases have you fucking done, bro? How many know, murder cases? Yeah. Uh, I feel... All right, so when I say murder, I'm talking about... Charged um, with murder. Murders and attempted murder. Okay. So definitely more than 20, probably more than 30. Uh, I did three murders this year, so... Wait, are you like, talking trials? Yeah, trials. But what about other murder cases that may have settled out or, you know... Okay, so probably close another... to, I think I'm close to 50 then. Yeah. Close to 50. Now, look, uh, the reason why I include attempt murders and murders, uh, one of the older attorneys told me this. I'm not going to say his name, but he said, um, I charge more for attempt murders than murders. You know why? More likely to have a trial. No, because you have one additional witness, and that motherfucker's mad as shit that your client tried to kill him. (laughs) Fair point. 
fair point. Dead man tell no tale. <laughs> right. Right. So attempt murder is right. so much harder. Right, because the motherfucker's like maimed. Like you, <laughs> I'll, any maimed guy will snitch. Yeah, you mother, you shot me, motherfucker. I don't right. give a fuck what they think. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker shot that me. Yeah. Motherfucker shot me. Yeah. I've seen people that didn't give statements, then they get in court and was like, you know what? It was that motherfucker. It was him. It was him. Well, you know, <laughs> it's all street code, street code, street code, street code. That's Man, bullshit, you yo. never know who's going to sit on that stand yeah. and talk like a motherfucker. I just had a trial where the dude was like, nah, man, my boy, I talked to him. He said he wasn't going to talk wasn't gonna to me. He, he wasn't just did the proffer to try to get a deal. Right. That motherfucker came right in there and yeah. was like, yeah, it was. Yeah. I was like, I told you, dumbass. <laughs> you you got to have, listen, man. I mean, I've had, you know, because I, I delved into a lot of the gang cases, a lot of Latino mm -hmm. gang cases, PG, Montgomery, some federal MS stuff, and a lot of MS-13. And, and man, I, I, some of those guys, man, I don't give a fuck how much time they're facing. They're going to sit there like this. They're like, yep. I don't know nothing, you know? Yep. Yep. And, bro, some they of those guys... Though. They'll chop you into pieces and then chop your family into pieces. And they're like 5'3", 110 like, pounds. 5'3", 110 pounds. Right, right. But yeah, yeah, no, there's that. But you know what? Oh, you never let me push all a lot of me. But you know, at the end of the day, you never know. Like, you can have the hardest looking motherfucker and all that. You never know what a guy's made of. Right. Until they have to make that decision. Then you know what Sometimes they're made of. The toughest gangster three days in. Yo, I can't do this. I know shit. it. <laughs> I know it, man. Listen, I've had some clients in, in you know, in Montgomery and Peachy, white boys that you would have thought would cry and buckle, and they're just like eight months, yeah, like, all right. Right, right. And I'm just like, you're Let just tough. You. You're just not a pussy. You know what I mean? Like, Let me tell you, I had a uh, client who lived right across the street in a Muncie. That motherfucker, yo, got stabbed 13 times, man. I don't know who stabbed this is in jail. This is in wow. jail. So, uh, the, you know, they got the white gang, too. Uh, DMI. D DMI. I heard they those motherfuckers. Are... These motherfuckers. I ain't even going to get into that business, but they got Right, 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 right. They got <laughs> Yeah, yeah, guys. I'll be like, hey, guys, guys, hold on. They're, they're cool, right? They're cool, right? They're cool. They're cool guys. They're cool guys. They no, anyway. <laughs> we don't want no smoke with none of the guys. I heard, yeah, man, that's a crazy. So, so you're still in that. You know, I, I, I kind of miss sometimes just the whole, uh, the action. Yeah. Um, but you know what's the best part? That you're always the underdog as a defense attorney. Always. Because they didn't, you know, they didn't pick your cli client's name out of a hat. I'm not saying that this he did it. I'm not saying he's guilty. The whole, all the police officers. All forensic. All the resources you know. of the state. And, and I love to tell a jury, all he has is little old me. <laughs> they could have brought this in. Little they old did. me. They got the, all, all the resources of the whole state. Right. <laughs> they got billions of dollars. What do I got? I got $25 in my little pocket. Little old me. <laughs> little innocent you. Mm hmm Man, so, and then, all right, now, now let's talk about Baltimore, right? You were born and raised here. Born and raised. Um, yeah, yeah, so... So what happened, I was telling you today um, that D.C. had more murders in Baltimore That's in crazy. 2023, which is the first time in I don't know how long. Now, is it because our rate is going down or theirs is going up? Or I no, think it I, might be both. Right? I, I think it's a little bit of each, but D.C.'s really been on a, on a wild little streak. I don't exactly mm -hmm. know what that's. You know, it's really hard to, to understand, like, the demographic movements and yeah, what exactly different. causes the increase in right, murder right. rates. Because the murders occur by... Like, there are so few people 
who actually commit all the murders. Right. You know that. Right, right, right. It's like basically like 20 or 30 people. Right. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like, like, yeah, like, like, if we have 300 murders, it's not 300 murderers. Nope. <laughs> nope. In nope. fact, it's probably one person who shot five of them in one weekend. Cor- correct. Out of a- <laughs> correct. And if you did a good enough job, they'll hire him for the next one. Yeah. So, but now you're also in different parts of Maryland, right? So not oh, all of Maryland ain't Baltimore, right? right? In right, fact, right, right. Baltimore, it only has about 600,000 people. Okay. Right? And then Maryland's like 4 million people. Baltimore, about 15, 20% of Maryland. Okay. But you I'm, out in the I'm country, aren't you? Yeah. Right, I'm, all I'm just making up numbers, but that's not important. <laughs> so from Western Maryland to the Eastern Shore, from all the way down La Plata, St. Mary's, all the way up to the Allegheny Mountains, uh, shit, all, the way to, all the way up to Cecil County. Gary County and shit. It's beautiful. Gary Everywhere. County is gorgeous. Even yo, so a lot of, man, we have some of the most amazing places in, yeah. in, in Maryland, yo. You, you go down there, you're like, wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I didn't expect to be having, like, You'll see like a ridiculous waterfront. It looks like you're, I don't know, man. Like it's, a scenic from amazing. Europe or something. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, in like, Ellicott it's City, too, where you live. Yeah, yeah Ellicott City. Gorgeous. Nice, but I mean, they got that little old town shit. Southern Maryland and Eastern Shore, and you just got water as it's far like the as the Riviera. I can see. Yeah, it's beautiful. Best seafood ever. Yeah. You know, everywhere I go, I'm like, who has the best food? Right. Who has the best food? I'm, what are y'all famous for? So, you know. So, okay. Are you? Did you meet any clients today? Um, I'm going to the jail later on this afternoon. Like, dressed like that, right? Yes. You a Absolutely. bad motherfucker. So man. wait, I, I got Nick, keep jeans. Criminal defense attorney. This is how he dresses. I keep because jeans he's that much bag. of a badass. Because sometimes, look, I keep jeans in my bag because sometimes they'd be like, you can't wear sweatpants in here. Uh, but let me tell you, yo, this is crazy. So, um, I'm probably the only attorney that can ever say this, right? I won, um. I want a felony case right up the street, Baltimore City. It's on my page. I had on a Captain America shirt, some silver ass, some silver sneakers. I don't know. They might have been, I think they they might have been Gucci. Like the some bright, silver, shiny silver type shiny of deal? metallic silver, um, some jeans, a Captain America shirt. Right. You know, and I told the jury, I was like, you will never see this again in your life. You will right. never see anything like this. But my client, um, he came over to me. He's like, man, I need you to do this case for me. They won't give me a postponement. I was like, I'll go over there with you. They're going to give you a postponement because I'm going to enter my appearance and you see how I'm dressed. They're not going to let me do it. So I get over there. This dude already started picking his own jury by himself because they said no postponement. So the judge was like, we're going forward. I was like, all right, let's go then. So you were literally (laughs) wearing for the trial. An America shirt. Jacket? Uh, no, I had no jacket. Coat? No jacket. I had on a button-up shirt, but it was open. Okay. Look, you just, look you gonna have to, you gonna have to add the picture from my Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. There okay. So they can see what I had on. <laughs> and you tried a case and like that. Brand shoes, yeah. Damn. Not guilty. Not guilty. God damn, boy. Yo. She. Like, no, no, I'm not giving a postponement. I was like, all right, let's go. Well, let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about how I, I experienced a little bit of this. You must get a lot of this, like. The victim's family thinks you are the devil. Like, literally, so, don't, don't they? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they don't know the whole story. And when you paint the picture, you're like, God, they're like, God damn, my son was kind of a piece of shit. He ain't deserved to die. Or sometimes it's like, okay. But they're not thinking no, rationally. No, sometimes they're like, this probably isn't the motherfucker that did it. And some of the time, I like, I, you okay. know, a 
lot of people come in there trying to prove, you know, uh, trying to argue that they can't prove my client did it. A lot of time I try to matlock them and show somebody else did this shit. So like when I my see. first hurdle, forget when, creating doubt. You just create a whole yeah more now. Somebody else did this shit. Right. So some of the time the, they're like, damn, it might have been that other person. You know right, what I mean? Right. Or they're like, damn, clearly it was this other person. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you, you, I had cases where the witness was the person who did it. Right. <laughs> right. It's crazy. And then, like, the family is like, yo, this is fucking outrageous. You knew this the whole time, and you didn't charge that motherfucker, too? You know? But you got to be real good for them to be, yeah. But you got to be real good for, for actually the victim's family to believe yeah, you, you so well that you're like, yeah, hey, you know, the guy didn't even do it. I don't, I don't give a fuck if they believe me, as long as the jury believes the jury. me. You know? Because that's hey, my audience. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's <laughs> all that matters. The audience. All right, so listen, man, like, we're going to start wrapping things up. I mean, we can go on forever and we'll fucking hang right, out right, again, right. brother. Um, so, all right. If somebody... Wait, you, wait, wait, wait. Shout out to my man, Lonnie. You got to come down to the store. The art is crazy. The clothes is crazy. I don't smoke bud, but I hear the bud is crazy. <laughs> my man. my man. Yes, yes. I said, that's Baltimore. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so, yeah, I've known you for 20 years. Now, 20 years, you man. still got your... Where's your office? So, I moved my office. Uh, we were right up the street and the uh-huh. building caught on fire. So they kicked everybody out, so I just moved 720 Dolphin Street. It was a building I owned already, so I'm in there. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. So if you uh, are charged with a murder, or, uh, you know, that's only a few of y'all. Please don't be charged with (laughs) it. Try not to be charged with it. If you're charged with anything. Anything. Oh, I don't do rape cases. But if you're charged with anything but rape. No skin. (laughs) No skin case. No skin skin charges. (laughs) Yeah, holler at my boy Derek Hamlin. You could look him up. I would give all your info. What, what is Hamlin your handle? HamlinLegal.com. Hamlin Legal. Yeah, this is the man. Like, you know, if you get into some shit, especially in Baltimore, anywhere in Maryland. I got you. Boom. You go to him. And look, hit us up. You have any questions? You want to continue the convo? Like, this is a very unique man to have openly talking about what's really going on. And we can break it down Hamlin so much on further. Instagram, LegalD underscore comedy. If yeah. you want to check me out on my comedy page. Okay, so you do stand-up comedy, too. Oh, yeah, I do comedy, too. I do stand-up comedy. Obviously. You guys I talk funny. a lot about the law. Yeah. You know? Because you got to find humor in the fucking craziness. Yeah, oh. Crazy out there, yo. Yo. Can, can I do a joke real quick? Can I do Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. It'll be stuff like, uh, how y'all doing? I'm Legal D, also known as that obnoxious attorney. Crazy week. My brother came in for a divorce. He's crying his eyes out, snot bubbles. And he's like, bro, my wife is cheating on me. And all I could say was, damn. We didn't think you knew. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ignorant. Damn it, dark humor. <laughs> Yo, Derek, street lawyer, thanks for joining us. Appreciate y'all. Support the pod. Remember to subscribe and share. <laughs>